Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrant. That's right, it's Tyler Ferrant. Uh, I didn't make Andrea do the intro. If you guys listened to last week's episode about getting uncomfortable, I made her really uncomfortable by making her do the intro. Um, but she's still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So glad you guys are with us before we jump in today's topic, and it's going to be somewhat of a heavy one, uh, but one that we feel was appropriate to sort of address um, is mental health. And obviously with the pandemic, uh, most of you, if you're watching the Olympics, uh, Simone Biles and, and her mental health uh, struggle uh, that took her out of part of the Olympic competition. Um, but we definitely want to deep dive this topic because it is so important and it is something that we cover inside of our programs. And many times we've talked about how the mind, it will always be more powerful than the body and, and couldn't be more true. Um, and also too, how the mind can affect the body, right? And, and look at it that way. Um, it, we still have the Perry Reboot. Yes, Perry live. Reboot is live and it's uh, you're available to sign up for it at any time. You can start this program. And any day that you wish, you don't have to wait uh, for the beginning of the month, the beginning of the week, or whenever you want to, you can follow it virtually on any day that you wish to start. And those people that are new to listening to our podcast, what exactly is the Perry Reboot? Who is it for? Um, You said anyone can do it, or not anyone, but it's a specific group of individuals. Sure. The Perry Reboot is for women that are experiencing perimenopausal symptoms, hot flashes, restless sleep, um, maybe moods changes more in increased irritability, uh, increased cravings, those type of symptoms that you typically have around your menstrual cycle. But during perimenopause, they're probably magnified by a thousand percent. So if you're experiencing that and you have a little bit more weight gain or a little bit more bloating in your midsection and you're not sure why your current exercise program or your current nutrition program, it's not working for you, try this Peri Reboot program. It will definitely open your eyes up to how to eat during the month and specifically in each week of the cycle that you're in. Uh, We do have four different cycles that we do run through. Uh, So we have workouts specific for each of those cycles and nutrition for each of those cycles as well. And I think the important thing that Andrea already stated is that you go through this on your own at your own pace. So we give you all of the tools, all the information. Obviously, we're also here as coaches to answer any questions that come up. We've actually already had a few people ask some very detailed questions, good questions, and there are no stupid questions. Like, But I feel like the biggest, the best thing about this program is that you will get a ton out of it, especially if you're lost in terms of why you feel a certain way or you've noticed that the weight has started to creep up and you want to try and find a system that not only works, but is also sustainable too. Um, And keep in mind too, this is for women that are going through perimenopause or even if you're somebody, let's say you're in your your, your 30s or even your mid-20s and you have irregular periods, heavy periods, um, you know, issues with, with lingering symptoms. Uh, for a long period of time, what you eat and how you exercise is directly affects that. And also the mental health component, which we add in, it's just the self-talk and trying to really teach you how to do that because that obviously is a mood booster as well. 
And you also have access to a private Facebook group with people that are going through the program as well. So you won't feel that you're by yourself and you have similar questions to what they're experiencing as well. The other piece, too, uh, that we just added in, uh, myself and a little bit of moonlighting by Andrea, but um, shout out to Home Team Fitness and Wellness in Wixom, Michigan. Um, I am now back coaching in front of people. In person. In person. Um, And it's something that I absolutely missed and absolutely enjoyed. Joy. Um, if you are looking uh, for one-on-one coaching, I have a 6 a.m. boot camp Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I also have openings later that morning uh, for one-on-one instruction as well. It's a beautiful facility, brand spanking new, um, an adult playground uh, like no other. You guys don't have to wait for any pieces of equipment. It is immaculately clean. You could eat off of this floor. Yeah, I think I actually have. I had Qdoba, <laughs> uh, or no, uh, Chipotle the other day. Uh, and I think I said it right that time too. Um, so what we're talking about today, guys, is is mental health. Uh, to, and the reason why we thought it was so important to bring it up was that, you know, and for those of you that have been watching the Olympics, um, Simone Biles, who is the most decorated uh, gymnast um, in Olympic history. And obviously, we know that the Olympics were delayed a year because of COVID-19. So that's why they still are calling them the 2020 Tokyo Olympics versus 2021, even though they're happening this yeah, year. Yeah, that took me a minute to like realize. I was like, but wait, this it, is 2020. It's like they had already <laughs> branded it. And obviously, there's going to be Olympics in 2024, yeah. three years from from now, but for those of you that don't know exactly what happened, she pulled herself from the middle of team competition and then pulled herself from some individual competitions. And she stated it was all due to mental health issues. She also mentioned too that she had what was what gymnasts called the twisties, which essentially means that she loses perspective of where her body is in relation to the floor. Which means obviously, like if you're doing like a million different twists, I'm not a gymnast, so I don't know what their movements sure. are called. Yeah. But you could easily hurt yourself, break your neck, um, you know, fall on your back. They lose their their spatial relation when they're in the air doing all of their twists and turns that they do. And so it's detrimental because they don't know where the ground is. So they might, you know, land on, like you had said, their neck, their back, their knees, you know, uh, unstable, those type of things. And here's the thing. When, when this story first came out. Everybody has a gut reaction. Everyone's got opinion. And an opinion, right? And an opinion, and that's okay to have an opinion about something, but we all have a gut reaction to it. And me being that person that is competitive, um, that person that believes in teamwork, that believes in leadership, and obviously her being the the Michael Jordan of Olympics, right? And I get that's a big comparison, right? And well, we, we can't had, necessarily say that comparison. We had a big discussion when it happened because it's a, a topic of conversation that comes up with a lot of our clients. So we had discussed how we felt about her stepping down. Yeah. And my gut first gut reaction, and I'm being honest with you guys, is wow, I can't believe she left her teammates like that in the middle of a competition. I can't believe that she couldn't power through, you know, and after thinking it through and really trying to understand, knowing the whole picture, the whole story is that you never know what somebody's going through. And especially when it comes to mental health. Well, I think that's before we found out that her reason for stepping down was mental health. We right. had we had found out that she had stepped down and uh, I think everyone was in shock. 
and your initial reaction is a little defensive because you feel like you're on the stage with them because they're representing our country and we don't know what goes on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. and we don't know what she has to endure you know, this this Olympics is set up very differently than any of the Olympics in the past, right? Mm-hmm. They're there um, by themselves, no support systems, you know, and, and they're on stage for everyone to see. And you want to throw in a pandemic. Sure. <laughs> on top of that, that, that canceled the original start date of the Olympics, too. And so, obviously, we, we know the detriment, and we actually don't even know the full extent of the detriment that the pandemic had on everyone's mental health, but not just an athlete like Simone Biles. And so, we felt it was important because this started a conversation. And I think a conversation that's starting to come more to light now, there are more and more top elite level athletes citing mental health as an actual issue. And, you know, I've even talked with friends who have played um, in major league sports, um, baseball being one of them. And his experience, and I won't put names out there, but his experience in the minor leagues made him follow a path of psychiatry. Mm -hmm. And he, one of his goals was to have a psychiatrist or somebody dealing with mental health on every single major league staff throughout baseball. And it's already happening, even though he wasn't the one to champion it. There's already a woman I follow on Instagram who is a mental health expert that works for the Philadelphia Phillies organization. And and because you, you got to imagine you're away from your family, you're on buses all the time, you have the stress of trying to make it, right? This is your living, this is your dream, um, among many other things. So we felt it was important to sort of bring it to light because like I just said earlier, the mind is so powerful. It can break you and it can also help you to success. And I commend Simone Biles for being that leader that can say, you guys, I can't do this. I'm in peak physical fitness. I'm at the top of my game, but I don't feel like I can be there for you guys. That would be a detriment for her right, to try and push through. Right. And she stepped down and I, I, I commend her for that because I think it is bringing mental health to the spotlight. It's a very um, different uh, topic uh, around the Olympics. And I, I think it's I think it's really progressive. Well, and I think you even saw it before we get into like the, what the definition of mental health is. But I think you saw it, too, with that elite swimmer who, who is all over um, his name. Caleb uh, Dressel. Caleb Dressel. Yes. How emotional he was oh, after the race when he saw his family, right? I think everyone, <laughs> I played that recap for, for Tyler when we were working out one day, and I started crying because you can see his he's missing his support system. Well, and it was just it, the emotions released. come out. Yes. It, how many elite athletes have you seen just break down in tears oh. after a championship or after a season? That has nothing to do with their physical body being tired. Maybe a little bit, right? That is the mental drain. Oh. Oh, gosh. Right. And the pressure being on for that many days, months, years and striving for a goal uh, like that. You saying Bolt um, goal that that meme that's out there working for something for four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a long time to 
to stay on track, to make sure you're doing what you need to do mentally and physically right. and emotionally. And then people out there will quit after two months because they didn't see any progress, exactly. right? So exactly. that's that's not a byproduct of sheer uh, willpower or or the hit because he's an elite like physical specimen. It all has to do with his ability to cope with mental stress. It's all in his mind. So so mental health, if we were to define it mm-hmm. for, for everybody out there, what exactly does mental health encompass? Sure. It includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being, affects how we think, feel, and act. It also helps us determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage from your childhood to adolescence to adulthood. And there's so many different factors that go into the way we deal with mental health. One could be our genetics, but it's also biological factors like our brain brain chemistry. One could be trauma or abuse. Um, The other one's family history and health and mental health problems in your family history. And and what I what I love about that definition is it's very similar to um, the predetermined or or pre-existing possibility of you developing like heart disease Mm -hmm. or cancer or anything else. There are things that run in your family from a genetic Mm -hmm. standpoint, but it very much is your lifestyle factors, Mm -hmm. right, that that express those genes, right? There is a possibility to not succumb to addiction or not succumb to, you know, depression, um, things that obviously are, are not seen, right? Like we can see when somebody breaks an arm, tears an ACL, they're, they're dealing with a physical part. But then what is what is that physical ailment doing mentally? Or maybe they just have a life experience, trauma, right? Even Simone Biles, oh. they were talking about her, her past uh, uh challenges with sexual abuse mm-hmm. when she was younger and maybe that played a part in it. Of course it played a part in it. And, and it's, you know, that definition doesn't give it enough, uh, I guess, credit or it's not explained well enough, um, but wanted to give you guys an insight into exactly what it is. For sure. And it's, um, it's, it's Simone, Simone Biles' topic of conversation, but this is something that we talk a lot with our clients all the time in, in discussing with potential clients, um, talking with our current clients. There is, it, it should not be taboo to talk about the feelings that you're having, uh, whether good, bad, or indifferent. You need to be able to express those feelings or be able to learn how to cope with those feelings. And that's what I think we do is we try to help our clients understand when those feelings come up and take a step back and reflect and work forward onto how they can work through that emotion. Because it really doesn't matter how good your plan is. So, okay, we understand you're not elite athletes, neither am I, neither is Andrea. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that we all have to deal and cope with stressful situations. We talked about that last week in terms of getting uncomfortable. Like that's the only way you see progress, right? Like Simone Biles did not get to the level of an athlete that she is based on talent, God-given talent alone. It was a constant, uh, I guess, grind or work that had to be put in on the physical, but then also on the mental side. She is extremely mentally strong regardless of her, her, you know, her struggle that she had in this Olympics, you want to talk about one of the strongest minds ever. And I believe that from an athlete standpoint, Michael Jordan, like watch his documentary. Now, does that mean that he never had demons that he never said, Oh, I need to quit or I need to walk away. I mean, 
you know, watch that documentary and just see and think about mentally how taxing that process would be. And I'm sure there are several sacrifices both individuals have had to incur throughout their career. Um, and we watched the Michael Jordan documentary and I, I, We'll give respect where respect is is earned. He is an amazing, amazing athlete. I don't think he's a a very nice person. <laughs> and and the documentary I think says it all. But he he didn't come out to be a nice person. He came out to be the best of the best, and he did. And his his drive and his determination and his heart and his mindset were unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's just ingrained in him. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about. You know, sort of what if we want to shape mental health, right? And so we do that in our programs via self-talk. We also do it around like reflection, meditation, journaling, things that allow people to take a step back because we do live in a world that's go, 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 go. Um, And unfortunately, um, the U.S. is actually the worst uh, population with mental health issues. Or the most depressed. Yeah. I uh, read some some astounding facts that one out of five Americans are dealing with mental illness. Um, 50% uh, have mental illness come up at age 14. 75% have it come up at age 24. Um, it's in that we are the, like I said before, the most depressed in the in the earth. And, and more... It, more more important with that statistic is that it obviously happens in adolescence. Mm. You know, it doesn't mean that it can't happen later in life. But if you think about it, you know, ages one through seven is where majority of the subconscious thoughts that you have in your mind about yourself and, and other other things that um, you care about, other things that you have an opinion on, those were planted there by society, by your parents, by the, the, the environment that you were in. And then obviously, I was talking with Andrea, the ages of 14 to 24, think about how many things you go through. So typically kids start high, high school. school at age 14, right? Just like your son mm-hmm. uh, Reese is going to start. And, you know, starting high school is an out of water experience, like, and not to mention you're going through puberty, mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to change, uh, in your body, you're mm-hmm. starting to change in your mind, you're, you're trying to fit in mm-hmm. right to the right crowd. And then you also have this bigger responsibility of like, oh, geez, when I graduate, like I have to go off to college by myself, by myself. without my parents right. and I have to cook my own ramen and, right. Right. you know, like <laughs> I have to do my own laundry, which that never happened. I always brought my laundry home from my mom. <laughs> but, but, and then obviously you graduate, hey, you got to get a job. Hey, you got to pay a mortgage. Hey, you got to pay a, you know, you got to get married and all these things, these social pressures that are, are put on those kids and, and, and how you deal with it and how you continue to manage it ultimately would determine what your mental health is like. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like today's youth, not to get too off topic, is at even a greater uh, risk. Why? Because of social media. Mm-hmm. Social media has made it everything accessible, everything in the minute, and has made everything and made everybody more um, likely to compare themselves to that other person's life mm-hmm. or what that person has, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was something like crazy. Like, so we talk about the U.S. in general, but like over 42 million people suffer from mental illness. And kids these days are striving to be like influencers, mm. not 
like career athletes, not professional, uh, baseball, basketball, football, they want to be like influencers, which I'd, I, it's hard for me to understand. Well, and you'd heard that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that was an actual goal, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and how weird that changes, because yeah. I guarantee you when you were growing up, it was... Well, I, yeah, we didn't have the internet. <laughs> well, yeah, but I'm just saying like yeah, you wanted very, to be something oh, very different, yeah. right? I, I, I struck, you know, I, the, we have these goals in your head or you look up to these, these athletes, astronauts, teachers, whatever, whoever they might be. And you're, you're just in awe of them. And that's where you're like, yes, when I get older, that's the stage I want to be on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and these kids are, are seeing stages of influencers. And uh, so it's, it's a, such a different, a different world. So if we know that, you know, obviously mental health is, is a big issue, mm-hmm. it's something that's coming to light and, and, you know, it's coming to light, thankfully, because of people that are, have the spotlight shown on them mm-hmm. all the time, right? Somebody like us, Simone Biles and, and many other athletes that have done it over the last few years. Um, but, you know, what are some positive, what are some benefits to positive mental health? So different things that you can do uh, for positive mental health is one, go see a therapist. You know, if you're experiencing some issues and you don't know who to talk to, um, definitely seek out help for a therapist. And I think, too, to add to that, I've talked with numerous um, uh, people that have been in the personal training business and for their clients, one of the best things that they had was a merriment of seeing a therapist and seeing a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times you and I joke about the fact that we wear a lot of different hats, right? And and we enjoy that, right? We want to know those things because our goal is to create optimal health, not just the physical. But in most cases, and again, that's a little bit of vulnerability on that person's side to say, hey, I need help with this. But the best results happen. Why? Because because you're shaping the mind, right, to be more positive, to be more uh, optimistic, if you will. And then we're also able to shape the body, right? We can't do one right. without without the other. I just closed out my session this morning with my client. I said, okay, your counseling session's over with. <laughs> right. And it was a t- personal training session. And she's like, yeah, I should, you know, I should really, you know, look at these sessions a little bit different. I'm like, no, we, we were able to get through some emotions today, why we were being vulnerable working out. And um, I, I'm glad I can be that person for this client. Uh, and, you know, I welcome it because it's another perspective. And, you know, I don't pick sides and we just try and be there for our clients. And, and I think that's the big thing is that we are not therapists. No. Okay. We'll listen. But but we're listening, right? We yeah, have that ear, right? And sometimes that's somebody that's all that's all, all they, they need. need. They don't have someone that they can reach out to and verbally process their emotions. Right. And just like when we had... Um, uh, down in from the from the Movember Foundation, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking with that the uh, one of the organizers, and he's and one of the keys he said to improving the health and more so around men is just call somebody up and say how are you doing, and then shut up, mm-hmm. like just listen, let, mm-hmm. let like and actually be genuinely interested in how they are doing, not hey how you doing, oh I'm good, right? Like that's all it takes, right? Right. So getting professional help is, is definitely necessary. Connecting with others, which I think was such a hard thing to do during the pandemic, but it's so important. Like you said, just giving someone a call and reaching out to them. This next one I think is, is a very hard one is staying positive. And that's something that we work with our clients on positive self-talk with them. We all have negative thoughts. It's whether we choose to believe them or push them aside. And, and it comes down to when you talk about positive self-talk, 
it's it's what you'd say to yourself internally as well as externally. So I've used the example of like when I used to troll the golf course, you know, and I'm not good at golf for those of you that don't know me, um, but I enjoy it. I would hit a bad shot and I would say, man, I suck or damn, I should have hit that putt. What that did to my mindset for the next shot and the next shot or that next round, it automatically was setting me up for failure. So it is something that you can practice. It's something that you can learn. Uh, Next is also, which we promote, is getting active, getting physically Mm. active and how much that increases your mood. And I think we have have said that in a couple of podcasts before, that when you're feeling down and out and you uh, need a boost, just go out for a 30-minute walk, you know, get some fresh air. But getting physically active is, the studies have shown how much it increases your mood and opens up those positive thoughts. And on top of that, We, a lot of times, try to get our clients to open up through their chest. So a lot of times when we're stressed, Mm -hmm. right, we carry it up in our neck. We carry it up in our our traps. Right. We're working at a desk. In our shoulders, right? We're working at a desk or we we close ourselves off Mm -hmm. because it's comfortable, right, to to hug yourself, right? Mm -hmm. That's why they make uh, weighted blankets, right? Because you want to feel like... Snuggled. Snuggled, right? Hugged. But the thing is, is that... You constantly are in this sort of shell, if you will. As soon as you're able to open up that stretch, number one, but that feeling of like, Openness. So what Tyler's talking about is is um, opening your heart center and changing the energy. Um, and that goes into a little of a yoga mentality type of thing. But rolling your shoulders back and squeezing those shoulder blades together like you have a pencil between them and opening your arms up wide and looking to the horizon, but opening up that whole chest and taking nice, deep cleansing breaths. That's known to change your mood and elevate your mood as well. Mm-hmm. And it sounds woo-woo, but just try it. Like literally sit on the edge of a chair. Yeah, I welcome it too. (laughs) But sit on the edge of a chair, put your hands out in front of you with your thumbs up and bring your hands back as far as you can with arms extended and try to point your thumbs behind you and just hold that position and keep that chin up towards the horizon. Like see how that feels and try to hold that for 30 seconds. It might even feel a little uncomfortable at first, but I guarantee you, you will feel amazing. You'll feel a lot better. Uh, another one is helping others, you know, um, paying it forward. Why not? Um, and helping others doesn't have to be financial. It can be maybe holding the door open for someone else, you know, p- taking the groceries for someone to the car, um, dropping off a meal, uh, just saying hi to someone that you walk by. Volunteering. Yes. You know, like inside of our church, like they just yes. had the Cody Rouge par- partnership. They mm-hmm. went down and you could paint lockers or Mm -hmm. you could, you know, pick up trash. Mm -hmm. Like it it doesn't take a whole lot of your time and or financial uh, means in order to help somebody. Mm -hmm. Getting enough sleep is huge. Um, We have talked about sleep and how beneficial it is on your body, but getting enough sleep will definitely help with your mental and physical well-being as well. And then last but not least, but developing with coping skills, Um, understanding when these, when these little lulls in the action, so to speak, happen and how we handle them and how we deal with them. Um, I've told this to Tyler many times um, with his his injury on his wrist that I probably would want to get back in bed and put the covers over my head and just stay away from the world until it's done because 
that's uh, I just I it's a hard thing mentally for me to understand, but he's handling it in stride. He has his frustrations, but he keeps going forward with it. But those are how to develop how to proceed with those emotions. It's, it's so big. And I think that's one of the things that we try and work with our clients to understand. We had a client recently that was just feeling very low, very down on herself. The sky is falling mentality. And we were able to meet with her through Zoom. And after talking with her, she felt so much better, felt refreshed. She just needed someone to listen to her. And we needed to help guide her out of that dark, gloomy place to somewhere that she felt better and more comfortable. And know, too, that coping does not mean sweep it under the rug and pretend like everything is going to be okay. Drinking. It, it doesn't mean you should yeah. grab a drink because it'll make you feel better. That will make your symptoms worse. You know, it's maybe journal, maybe have mm-hmm. some quiet time, say a prayer, read a chapter in a book, whatever you go for a walk, whatever you think it might be. Um, try those things, opening up for your heart center. Try those different things and see if those things help. And that's it, guys. I think the biggest thing, if you learn nothing else, is that we have to be aware that people might be going through things and we may not understand why, right? And But that's not our business to know why. Um, we may think it is, but that everybody, elite Olympic athletes, like Simone Biles, to, you know, Andrea and I and, and everybody else in this world, we're all dealing with something. And the best thing that we can do is try to be understanding, try to be compassionate, try to get lend an ear to somebody that just needs to talk. You don't need to have the answers. You just need to be there to listen so that you can help them uh, get better, feel better. Um, and, 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 it, and it leads to so many benefits. Guys, a lot of times you'll hear holistic doctors especially say that most illness starts in the mind, meaning that even if you are a completely healthy individual, you eat good food, you exercise, all those things, if your mind isn't right, that's how diseases develop because you you basically believed yourself into sickness. So if nothing else... Keep those points in mind as you go about your your next week. And we would love to hear your thoughts. If you're struggling with, with mental health um, or if you have questions around it or things that you can do or if you even have a story of, of how you battled through uh, mental health, we would love to hear it. Make sure you guys check us out on Facebook and also Instagram. Uh, you can just find us at our names. And also, too, uh, make sure to leave a five-star review and a review on this latest episode. We hope you guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.